This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your Forex trading related questions every Monday morning. If you would like to ask me a Forex trading related question, you go to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Fill out the form, ask me anything you've ever wanted to know, and I will get back to you typically within 48 hours. So I am currently on the road. I am in a hotel room. It's a nice hotel room. It just does not have a desk or a table or anything that I can set up on. So the acoustics may sound a bit different this week, and I am holding the microphone in my hand, so we'll see how all this goes. Um, but bear with me, and everything should sound like normal again by next week. Now, by the time you hear this, I should have sent out something to my list, in all likelihood. Um, if you didn't get on my list in time, you missed out, but that is fine. Everything I send out ends up being a video in the future. Uh, you just won't get the first early look at it. So don't let that dissuade you from getting on the list now by either asking me a question or going to nononsenseforex.com and filling out the little form over to the right. Those are the two ways you can do it. You missed out this go-around, but there's always more stuff coming. Uh, just please don't ask. Be patient and just know that the video of what I gave to my list will be coming out at some point. So I was looking at the question for this week's episode, and it looked like it was going to end up being a pretty short podcast by comparison to my other ones. Um, but then I put down my notes, which I always do before I make the show, and I looked at it and said, oh, this might actually go a little longer than I thought. So let's go ahead and get to the question now. We have Eddie from Dayton, Ohio, and Eddie asks, do you trade any exotic currency pairs? So I have talked about the currency pairs I do trade in episode four and last week's episode, episode 14. And this was a question I actually got a few weeks ago, so Eddie probably just missed episode four. Um, but you guys know this, and you also know the format of the show. I give the short answer, and then I give the long answer, and the value itself is in the long answer. So short answer, no, I do not. And I say this with an asterisk, and the asterisk is there for two reasons. One, uh, we need to define what an exotic currency pair is first, because there is no real definition that everybody follows. Some people will say things like uh, the Euro Aussie, for example, is an exotic currency pair. And if that is your definition, then well, yes, I do. And I don't have that as my definition. My definition is any combination outside of uh, the eight major currencies would, to me, be considered exotic. But I can understand the other side of it because I'm going to put the same chart up that I've put up a couple times, and I'm going to do it on the blog. And you're going to see just how seldom the Euro Aussie is traded compared to just about every single dollar pair in existence, for example. Even things like the dollar against the Mexican peso and the dollar against the Swedish krona, which both I would consider to be exotic currency pairs. So the definition's a bit muddy. Um, I guess just for the purpose of those of you who listen to the show and follow me, Let's just agree on the definition that anything that is outside of the 28 combinations of the eight major currencies, uh, we'll call it an exotic currency pair. And I don't trade them for a few reasons. And while I have a minute, let's just really quickly talk about some of the other currencies that you will see from time to time in spot forex. Uh, you will see the, the Swedish krona quite a bit. I think the dollar krona is actually in the top 10 of currency pairs traded, depending on where you look. I don't know quite why that is, but it's there. Uh, you have the Chinese Yuan, uh, which is quickly gaining in popularity in terms of spot Forex. Uh, you have the Mexican Peso, you have the South African Rand. Turkish Lira has been in the news quite a bit. Indian Rupee, 
Russian ruble, and probably a few that I'm just forgetting right now. Uh, But there are plenty of Forex traders out there that try to trade those pairs, uh, or pairs involving those currencies, I should say, a lot of times because they live in those countries and they want to trade their home currency, which I understand. But there are a few problems with trading these currencies. For starters, some of them move pretty dramatically and it will often happen without reason. That's not good for us technical traders. That's not really good for any traders. And now along those lines, the economic calendar that I use to trade Forex, uh, which you can also find on the blog, I will link that in there as well, only covers the eight major currencies and the Chinese yuan. And that's it. So I'm, I don't know when news for the South African RAND, for example, is coming out. I don't know how important those news events are. And I am okay with not knowing this. I just simply don't trade it. And then along those lines, a lot of times in some of these countries, some of these countries are developing. Uh, and or they have really messed up governments. And so because of that, news can come absolutely out of nowhere and increase or decrease the price of that particular currency dramatically. And you're none the wiser. Things like this are just overall, no matter how you slice it, a big disadvantage. And we don't need that disadvantage. Freak news events are going to come out of the woodwork sometimes, no matter what you trade. They just come out more often and a lot of times more violently in terms of how it affects price action than you're going to see with the eight major currency pairs. Currencies that, by the way, are all part of first world nations. And this isn't saying that one type of nation is better than the other, but when you have developing countries or underdeveloped countries, you can rest assured that you're going to get more freak news events and more times where that currency is going to move wildly, uncontrollably, and take out your stop loss. So why do it? Now, for those of you who have checked out exotic currency pairs on your charts, um, you may have gotten excited the first time you saw it, because these things can move thousands of pips at a time. And if you're an idiot, like I was when I first saw it, you might end up saying to yourself, wow, if I just hit one big trade here for 6,000 pips, I'm going to be rich. And uh, that's not the case. That is not how it works. I remember I was looking at the dollar versus the Czech Karuna one time, and that thing moves unbelievably in terms of pips. I saw one trade that would have been worth 23,000 pips if I entered it the way that I would normally enter a trade. Now, here's the one problem with that. Even though they do move that much, if you normally, for example, let's say on the euro dollar, have your trades right about $10 a pip, you know, one full lot. To try and do something just like that on a pair like the dollar Karuna would take up all of your margin and then some. I mean, you simply wouldn't be able to do it unless you just had a ton of money in your account. So um, don't look at those things and get all excited like I did. I completely let my excitement get in the way of my brain. And uh, thank God I was demoing at the time because uh, I took a bath on that one uh, the first time I tried trading that pair. Um, a big loss, a big win would have been really great, but a big loss just totally wipes you out in situations like that. Now, if down the road, after you've had plenty of experience trading every combination of the eight major currencies, and you want to expand a little further, you can just heed my earlier warnings. Um, there's really not a great reason to go beyond uh, every combination of the eight majors, but I personally have had some success with other currencies in the past and just really in the last six months I've been looking 
to maybe revisit one particular currency. Uh, it is not the Chinese yuan. I know the dollar yuan is a lot more heavily traded than it was before, but as I make this podcast, we are still in the middle of a trade war with China. And uh, even trading the dollar right now is not the best idea, but trading the dollar against the yuan, when anything can happen out of nowhere and we would never know it was coming otherwise, really not the time to trade that pair. It's way too fundamentals driven. We do not like fundamental analysis here because it takes away the control that we do have by being great technical traders. So no, it is not that one. Uh, The currency I am referring to is the Singapore dollar. And here is why. The Singapore dollar, for the most part, at least right now, pretty much runs with the Japanese yen in a lot of ways. It is less volatile than the Japanese yen, which, uh, as we learned last week, volatility is not a big problem. But as a result of this, um, I'm liking the yen a lot right now because news doesn't really do anything to it. Um, it's pretty bulletproof in terms of any kind of news events that is coming out specifically for the yen itself. But what is really great about the yen in a lot of respects is, in many ways, it is currently acting like a blank canvas for whatever other currency you're trading with it. So instead of worrying about what two currencies are doing, you can almost just worry about one in a lot of cases. And this is even more so the case if you were trading those currencies against the Singapore dollar. The only reason I even stopped trading the Singapore dollar is because I told you guys before I was with FXCM, and before they completely kicked Americans off of their platform, um, they ended up taking down the amount of currencies that you were allowed to trade by a lot. And so the Singapore dollar went with it, and I was just no longer able to trade it, and I just got so used to not trading it that um, I pretty much just forgot about it. Um, I moved over to Oanda, and you can trade it, and I just really, it just really kind of hit me. Why am I not looking into this more? So I'm, I've back-tested all of the other uh, eight major currencies against the Singapore dollar, narrowed it down to a few, and I'm in the process of forward-testing them on demo. So probably a few months down the road, I might be adding a couple more to my arsenal. Now, you might be saying, well, you know, you don't know anything about Singapore dollar news coming out either, VP. Well, you're right. I don't. But the good news on that is almost nothing coming out of Singapore affects the Singapore dollar. It has historically been that way. You know, if all of a sudden a bunch of turmoil hits the country, okay, well, I'll just stop trading it. But until that day comes, that thing is rock solid stable. And news events just don't affect it very much at all. Very seldom will you ever get newsed out on any kind of Singapore dollar currency pair uh, because of something that happened to the Singapore dollar itself. Rarely is that ever the case. Now, the one bugaboo about the Singapore dollar is, if you remember last week, I told you that certain currency pairs have a higher percentage of spread versus their actual ATR. If I were to add Singapore dollar currency pairs onto that list, they would all have higher percentages than the highest percentage currency pair I had on there already. Um, it's pretty lopsided in terms of high spread to low ATR. And like I also said last week, I don't think that's going to be a problem. But there's always one way to find out, and that is to back test and to forward test. And so that is what I am currently doing. So for those of you who are very experienced and you already trade almost every combination of the eight major, majors, if not every combination, which is probably none of you, but if that does apply to any of you that are listening right now, and you want to expand a little further, you could do a lot worse than looking into pairs that involve the Singapore dollar. 
But now don't get me wrong, for most of you, most of you who have only been trading for a couple years or less, there's really no reason to expand past the eight majors. There's not a whole lot of benefit to be had there. Just get used to trading 27, 28 currency pairs right now. And once you've got that mastered, then you can go ahead and move on. But I really don't think there's too much reason for 98% of you out there to even bother expanding on what you already have. But if for some reason you do, uh, proceed with caution and take a look at the Singapore dollar before you take a look at anything else. But before you do any of that, go to iTunes. Give the Forks Q&A podcast a five-star review. Jump on my email list if you want to get stuff before anybody else does. Get ready for a brand new trading video on Thursday. Always check out the blog. I'll link it down below. Always has stuff that I don't talk about in the podcast or in the trading videos. Keep grinding, putting in the work, and putting that system together. And thank you all for putting up with this uh, slightly off-sounding, hungover version of the Forks Q&A podcast. We will see you next Monday. Go out there and get it.